Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. We're having an extended Black Friday sale. Get up to 100% off an annual subscription until Sunday at midnight. Honestly, if you can subscribe annually, we're super a fan of that regardless. I think it... It's 100% off, but you can get it free any other time just by wanting to say that you subscribe and pressing subscribe on whichever podcast platform of choice you want to. Um, In this case, we want you to subscribe so we don't actually charge anything. Right. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) So subscribe now. We're actually recording this on Black Friday, and then I wanted to make the joke, but then I realized... We wouldn't be releasing it till way after, so it's an extended sale. <laughs> there you go. A little behind-the-scenes look for you uh, listeners. Yeah, because we do not plan ahead. <laughs> Are you sure that we don't? <laughs> uh, no. Um, oh, okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurus, and... Um, I wanted to like be very consumerist, but I couldn't think of anything I wanted to buy for Black Friday, so I didn't. <laughs> and I'm Avio, author of Rune and Metagame, and I'm gonna be honest, I barely realized that it was Black Friday, and frankly, I'm unlikely to buy anything either today or on Cyber Monday, because if I need it, then it's already bought, and if I want it and I don't, and I haven't bought it yet, then I probably won't get it until ever, actually. That's just how that works. That doesn't make any sense. You can't say, if I haven't bought it, I'll never buy it, because that's basically saying for the rest of your life, you will never buy anything that you want but don't need. <laughs> no, no, no. Because if I want it and buy it immediately, then I'll get it. If I want it and then I don't buy it immediately... At the later point, when I look again at it, I'm going to go like, did I really want it that badly if I didn't buy it immediately? And the answer is usually no. Okay. Well, there's never like, I want it, but I'll wait until it's on sale. No? There sometimes is, but like, that's that goes in the specific list that I actually uh, check back on every once in a while. Okay. Well, I was looking for something, but apparently I'm just, you know... Devoid of material wants. <laughs> I see, I see. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's just sad. Um, but anyway, Who wants to achieve enlightenment? That's I boring. know. It's like, I wasn't even meditating, but I think I've transcended, you know, the earthly plane. <laughs> Anyways. Alright. This <laughs> week... Um, your turn. Yeah, it is my turn. Um, and this time I have something that's not even that weird. Um, what? Essentially, it's a sort of carried into modern magic system, secret world, all that uh, nonsense associated with urban fantasy. But the sort of baseline premise that I have is that there are a bunch of different kinds of magic, and you can decide how to apportion that. Uh, as you will, as the author, obviously. Um, but sort of the primary thrust of this system is that people have a lot of power in, like, one of these 12 branches, 
if that, um, and then like a smattering of stuff that goes around the others. But there's sort of a limitation on how much any one person has access to. But the strong point of this system is that there's a way for these magic users to form, let's call them circles, um, where they sort of bind themselves to a group of other magic users, and everybody in that circle gains access to the powers of all the others at a, like, a reduced level, but it sort of depends. And I would also make it so that they could, like, direct it so that somebody whose original, like, baseline strength does not have to be their new highest strength, but the group shares the sort of power pool, I guess. Okay, I mean, I think this goes along the lines of, like, witch covens. Well, yeah, that was the original inspiration. Except they're usually 13, aren't they? Mm, it really depends on which place you're reading from. Okay. It goes anywhere from, like, 4 to 13 and occasionally, like, 100. It really doesn't have a, uh... Okay, well, you know, let's just say there are, like, 12 standard types of magic and then one secret type because for, you know, being edgy. <laughs> Maybe it's not even that secret, it's just the uh, type that's used to create the circles and everybody has access to it, they just don't know how much. But it's like edgy somehow, it's like blood or like darkness or... <laughs> no, it's blood, it's blood. The 13th type is blood. <laughs> I see, okay. Because that's what binds them. And it's edgy. It could be binding or like mind or power. Yeah, but it's just called blood. But it's mm, all see. the things. <laughs> because we're being edgy, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Have... Edgy doesn't uh, align with my personal goals. Yeah, but, you know, it's um, it's like hipster edgy. Where you're, oh, I see. You're making fun of the edginess by going over the top, but the people who are into it will just think you're not being over the top. You know. Satire is dead, and we have killed it. Um, what what was that, that anime? What was that anime? It was, like, the one where, like, people are, have these, like, magical cloth uniforms that, um, turn them into magical girls, but the cloth is, like, they, they say it's, like, evil, so that you have to wear as little as possible so that they come up with an in-world explanation of why the outfits are so skimpy. Ugh. I don't actually know which one you're talking about, and that surprises me. <laughs> Is it Kill That Kill? That might be it. I don't remember. Anyways, I watched the whole thing, and then I think I, like, talked to someone or read a Wikipedia article about how it was, like, a parody of the genre, and I was like, I didn't read that at all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's really hard to parody extreme things. It's, it's fun, though. I'm gonna be honest, like, if you're parodying something like that, what you should do is do something that's, like, barely an exaggeration, because the people who will see it as parody will still see it as parody, and the people who won't, it's funnier if they don't. And honestly, I think that the fundamental premise of it is that, of parodying something that extreme, I mean, is that if you just do it so ridiculously that it's funny whether or not you think it's a joke, it works either way, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, that that's really the only way to parody extreme things. Because it becomes kind of sad if you take it to the literal edge of how extreme it could be. And then some people still don't get it because it's like, no, that seems like real life. Uh, and then you get depressed because life is a dystopia. Uh. <laughs> it's not about seeming like real life because I've seen things that do this in like magic settings too, where you just take it so extreme that people don't, that uh, nobody could take it seriously except that some people do take it seriously, but it's still funny regardless. Mm. I mean, yeah, for fantasy. I was more thinking of the United States. Uh, <laughs> I try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hard to parody. Um, it's not funny because it's real. It's more funny exactly. if it's fantasy. But uh, anyways, blood is the 13th type of magic. You can choose the other 12. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we got Colvins. Um, they really insist that they're not witches, but you know. Everyone else called Well, I was going for a gender-neutral version of this, but, uh... You don't have to be female to be a witch. I mean, you know, traditionally we can go with that. But... Yeah, I know. But, uh, we can... Because witches were fake and an explicitly misogynist way of controlling women. Like... Yeah, <laughs> but, but, um, I see no reason why magic would be linked. I mean, because it's not like guys don't have X chromosomes, so, like, why would they not be able to have magic powers? They could theoretically have weaker magic powers or magic powers that were more extreme. Yeah, it would be more extreme. It's, like, it's the same way with, like, X-linked traits in people. It's, like, you're either colorblind or not colorblind. I mean, stuff. that would be interesting, especially when we get into the circle system that shares power. Yeah. So, you but, know... like kind of depends on whether there are negative traits that can be attached and then uh, spread to the coven as well, I guess. Yeah. Now I'm calling them covens. I mean, it was the original inspiration. I'll give you that. But I wanted to call them circles just so that we could get away from the implications. I mean, you know, let's say they call themselves circles and everyone else calls them covens and that'll just be the joke. Um... I was to... going with the secret world. What what here is the everyone else? You know the like the werewolves and the vampires, and you know mm, so the... other magical creatures. Got yeah, it. yeah, like the the magical non humans. I call them witches, mm, I see, and I then see. they're like no, and then everyone ignores them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I see, I see, as one does. <laughs> okay, and. Um, People want to be part of the powerful covens, and they don't want weak people joining, because it brings down the average. Um, I mean, there could be reasons to bring down the average. Like, if one of the types of magic is rarer than the others, then, you know, bringing down the average is fine, because you get uh, a little bit more access to this one that you didn't have much access to before. Yeah. Like, you know, it's always very heated negotiations. Where people are always trying to, you know, jockey for the best coven they can get into. I mean, I would say that, like, it's not easy to break these. Yeah. Like, or leave. Yeah. So, like, you Except know, by, you it's know, not... dying, am I right? Because we're being exactly. edgy. <laughs> 
Well, you know, if you die, then you're no longer a part of it. And that's just how that is. Well, your power is no longer a part of it, but you're still part of the divisor. A spot has suddenly opened up in our coven. Well, I mean, the way that I would run it, just so that we don't have generationally run ones that uh, can't really be deposed in any way, is that the power is still divided up among the dead members, but they no longer contribute to the power level. Okay. Or at least the baseline power is divided up amongst the dead members. Yeah, I mean, I sure. So, you know, I guess that's one way to force people to start new ones. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't want generational covens and magical wealth. Yeah. Cuz that leads to boring outcomes. Well, maybe you can just say like people's magic gets weaker as they reach like extremes of age so that people wouldn't want to join them anyways. That helps, but then you get into issues with money, and I just don't want to... With money? Muck around with that. How does... Because you can pay somebody with strong magic to join your circle if you're older, you know? Yeah, but it's not worth it. Because you could just instead be part of the more powerful coven, and then be more successful. You know, that's fair. Okay. I mean, you know, just whatever mechanism floats your boat... I just don't like the idea of these dead people positions being in... I don't like that, but whatever. Well, I like the position of, like, you know, you bound their soul into your circle, so now you can't get rid of that no matter what, even after the uh, channel into the world has left. I mean, that, you know, implies that they're, like, you know, dead ghosts who can't move on hanging out in your circle. Well, until the entire circle is dead, then you get to move oh. on. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, maybe the, What's wrong with maybe that? the ghosts don't want new members so they can move on. <laughs> <laughs> it would help control it, like, you know? Like, woo, don't join this coven. <laughs> there are too many people here already, and I need to wait for them to die. <laughs> Um, okay, well that'd be an, another mechanism. Maybe, yeah, if you join a coven with a lot of dead members, they're in the circle and, and it, like, it's kind of creepy and, like, people don't like it. <laughs> also fair. Okay. So, people making fresh covens, you know, um, but it's, uh, very much, um, like, uh, click-y and, uh, it's about... Well, obviously. It's about, you know who you know, but also power. Because, like, people will try and get their friends and families into good covens, but in the end, if they're not powerful enough... Well, I mean, getting them into a good coven is a matter of, like, making connections among people who are that age. Yeah. But, like, you know, even if you know a lot of people, if you're too weak, they won't take you. They're not... Well, you never know, because you could be, like, low in power or have, like, a very even power spread, but you are really good at applying certain kinds of magic, which is also useful. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, but that's all, like, considered when they're making their groups. Like, oh, this type of magic is rare, so for a relatively lower power level, they're still desirable. You know, this person is a really niche application that's helpful. Anyways, everyone got their... um. Like, I'm imagining, like, a trading card that has, like, the stats distribution, 
<laughs> and <a> Star Wars. <laughs> I see. And it's just like people trading decks and stuff. I mean, this does lend itself to a sort of magical school-ish setting where like you're looking at the people who are in training and trying to form their new uh, circles. Yeah, but I'm just imagining it's like a draft, like a sports draft, where everyone's like, (laughs) you know trading. Who's in charge of this draft is, is my question, right? Because like these people are all around the same age, I would hope. Well, you know, I assume that even if you try and make it so there's no, like, generational power being passed on, there's no way that would not be going on. Well, yeah, but, like, it would be limited is sort of where I was getting Where, you know, like, powerful people stick their kids together in the same club to try and foster connections and you know, saying, oh, like, if you let my daughter into this group, then your cousin can be in that. It's like, I would explain it as a complex social negotiation that no one person or system is in control of. And it it just kind of somehow works. And everybody who, like, is born into it kind of just picks it up. Or, you know, fails miserably to get into a good coven. (laughs) Ah, yes, the two options. (laughs) You know, the usual (laughs) when it comes to social things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, generally speaking, 13 members, 12, 12 members. But if people can't find the full complement, you know, they'll make lesser groups. Well, you know, a lesser circle can join with another lesser circle in order to make a full circle. Yeah, I mean, assuming that the numbers are right and they, they're not doubling up. Well, I mean, I guess... Doubling up isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just makes your circle specialized. I guess. I mean, I'd want to go for, you know, a well-balanced circle. But, you know, you make do with what you have and do your best. Sometimes I would say that, like intentionally specializing isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I guess it depends on what your coven's up to. Oh, and you how you want to use your magic and what magics you're good at and it gets complicated, but I would say that, like, you, you know, know. Do, yeah, fun combos and follow a group that's not, like, just the 13 most powerful people of each magic type of their generation because... That seems incredibly boring. I mean, you could do that and make it interesting some other way. <laughs> I mean, a lot. My stories are all about like people who are like good looking and talented and nice, but uh, they got other problems. <laughs> do they have other problems, or is other stuff happening? Because I think that they don't have much in the way of problems. They don't have. Well, they don't have no. no, they don't. no Lonely Light has problems. <laughs> I mean, kind of uh, manufactured problems. I mean, it's all manufactured problems that set the stage for lovey-doveyness. But the point is, even people who objectively are, you know, great and have a lot of things that make other people jealous, will not be constantly happy. And certainly not content, and uh, will have their their own things that stress them out, because, you know, 
successful, talented people are people too. <laughs> I see. You know, you gotta have sympathy for for the blessed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you know, probably not gonna be the easiest to make really um, engaging and relatable. But if you want a challenge, why not? <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. Um, but you do need to sort of, I don't know, understand what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is difficult for most people. I don't know. Um, what do I, I, what I usually do is I just put them through like romantic ups and downs. Because, you know, being blessed doesn't mean you'll sail through that without issues. <laughs> I just give them trauma. Well, it's much easier. I mean, but yeah, but then that's, I don't know, that's such a cop-out. <laughs> Is it a cop-out? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, really? whatever you want to add drama, okay, let's put some trauma in there. Maybe a tragic backstory. Mmm, tragic backstory is yes or no, but trauma is definitely you know, yes. some secret pain. <laughs> it doesn't need to be secret. It just needs to be complicated and not something that can be easily dealt with. Yeah. But, you know, what's gonna be our group, people, person, thing? Hmm. I would say somebody who's coming into this uh, not having had it explained to them. Okay. So, somebody who definitely has magic, but probably didn't grow up in the world, per se. Maybe they were aware of it happening, but they weren't really... So, what I'm hearing is that we have an orphan. <laughs> yeah, it's the most useful in this particular situation. Yes. This, this isn't going towards my orphan count. This is your orphan count. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my orphan count. I still think that mine is like a fifth of yours at max, but this is my own. Wasn't account. that the rule? <laughs> it's like five to one or something. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay, so we have an orphan who didn't know they were a witch. And then it's like, hey, you're a witch. Now here's a, you know, complex society that you don't understand and, um,. You have to successfully navigate it or else you'll never be successful in life. <laughs> well, you could be successful in mortal life, but, you know, who wants to be part of that? Yeah. Now, go forth and join a good coven. And they're like, what's a... Good luck. We're not going to help what's you. What's a coven? And they're like, oh, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then they don't offer to help at all. They just go, ah, oh, you're screwed, and then drop you in the academy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's say, you know, this orphan grew up in the non-magical human world, gets, like, picked up by some magical creature who's not a witch, and then they're like, oh, I should probably drop you at the the witch school. So then they do that. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, if you find a stray kitten and then you bring them to the animal shelter... <laughs> and then you're just like, my, I did my, I did my good deed of the day. <laughs> my definitely good deeds. That's what we're calling yeah. this. Yeah. And then. Welcome to the magical world. Good luck. I don't really have any advice for you other than that. You know, and then that magical creature person can be their like 
benevolently neglectful guardian. <laughs> they're definitely benevolent, but they're kind of ineffectual. Yeah. You know, they, like, drop by once a year, be like, how you doing? Have this, like, cute present I got you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> The main character will be like, okay, <laughs> bye. I definitely appreciate it, but you could be significantly more helpful <laughs> than you are currently being. Yeah. It's like, good thing I grew up being independent at my orphanage or else I'd be really lost right now. I mean, not... Well, forget orphanage, you know, maybe they got adopted and then this is their new step-parent or whatever. Okay. Actually, that would be very, very funny to me is like, you're... You were adopted, and now your adopted dad uh, gets remarried, and then, you know, his new spouse is the one who's like, Oh, oh, I'm magical, and uh, it turns out so is your kid, and I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just going to say I'm paying for a special academy that they're going to go to, and you're going to deal with that. Okay. So it's your adopted stepmom who just kind of threw you into the world of magic. Exactly. And you're like, well... Thanks. I, um, kind of appreciate it, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. It's much easier than shopping for, like, normal colleges, but frankly, this is much worse. Okay. You know, let's give this poor kid at least moderately strong magic powers. At least, <laughs> you know, be, be yes. a little bit desirable. <laughs> On the stronger side. Um. Not so crazy strong that everybody's trying to you know, get them to join, but it's strong enough that most people are. Yeah, at least the magic power itself is not at a huge disadvantage. Because that would just be sad. (laughs) I mean, they wouldn't, in that case, they would pretty much not be able to get into anything unless they showed stupid, insane skill in every field. Okay, so, you know, kid has moderately strong magic powers. Maybe of, uh, somewhat uncommon type not the rarest but you know like there aren't that many Fair people who are like in it maybe it's like semi-desirable for the colvins who want like a well-rounded one but like some colvins have been known you know if they can't find that type to just cut it out or it's commonly substituted by doubling some other type um it would make sense. So, um, you know, like, some Covens would want them, but not everyone. No one's, like, you know, chasing them down. And then there's one Coven that's, like, dual specialized in two very specific schools, of which this is one. Yeah. <laughs> or at least they're trying to. Look, they're not fully formed yet, but this is their plan. Um, yeah. So, you know, the kids, like, trying to make, figure things out and, like, make friends and also actually, like, you know... Learn how to use magic, because that seems important. <laughs> yeah, that does seem like it should be pretty important to this. And then, um... <laughs> There's also, people with, like, like, eight years of practice that they're trying to keep up with. Also, like, trying to figure out, like, what an actual coven is, because, like, the stepmom was just kind of like, Oh yeah, you know, you just, like, bind your soul with, like, 12 other people, and it's great. <laughs> Well, the stepmom's not a witch, you know? They're like a werewolf or something. Yeah, like, that's just their understanding of what a coven is, you know? It's just like, yeah, you just bind souls and it seems fine. And you're like, excuse me? Like, like soul souls? Like, I have an immortal soul and 
and it's gonna be bound to other people. Like, well, I mean, it's a mortal soul. You, you are you are mortal. Um, I'm not sure what an immortal soul would be. I haven't really met much in the way of immortals. I don't know. Maybe they believe in reincarnation. Do vampires count as immortal? Do they have souls? They just go on. I think they are yeah. immortal, but the they adopted don't have... stepmom is going off in a completely strange direction, and by the yeah by the time they get to the point of like actually answering the question, the kids just like look. I don't want to know the answer anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, every time they ask the stepmom a question, they get more confused. Um, so after a while, they're like, you know what? I'll just figure it out myself. Like these questions are just getting me more worried. <laughs> I appreciate the help, but uh, maybe you could stop answering questions. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, are we doing a classic teenager in a magic school setting? (laughs) I don't know about super classic, because this is, like, way more... What's the word? It's less... It is both simultaneously less and more, like, character-driven than most of these would be because like if the divisions are forced on them from the outside that's one thing but in this case like they're coming up with their own divisions and having strong divisions that are not okay actually mutable is let's an actual downside for these people let's move them up a couple grades and make this a magic university yeah that would be what I what I implied at, at an earlier stage. I don't think I stated it outright. Magic University. Uh, because, you know... Well, you know, it's at the end of university that you're expected to form your circles. Yeah, because we don't want young teenagers making permanent, unwise decisions. Look, you're just banned from using the circle spell until you're after 23, 24... It's just not allowed. You know, the the age used to be younger, and then we just got into a whole lot of questionable decision-making, and it just wasn't a good look. Um, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was this gigantic spell cast over the whole world so that you can't be part of a circle spell until you're in your 20s. Okay. So, um, you know, the main character is probably, like, quite disadvantaged in terms of the magic learning if they... Uh, yeah, it turns out that uh, going straight from not being in school to university is kind of a pain in the arse. But, you know, you can do it if you're smart. Because on it's not like university classes are that hard. Well, especially the early ones, yeah. I mean, I, to- I skipped the first year of university and I was fine. <laughs> oh, man. IB program. Well, the first year of university, at least from my... Um, Knowledge of it mostly gotten from talking to other people is essentially high school review. Yeah, which is why I skipped it. They let you do that if you're in the IB program, which is great. Saves you money. (laughs) Yeah. And time. Really, that's the bigger one. No, it's the money. (laughs) No, whatever. It's fine. But honestly, like, I feel like skipping years when you're younger and stuff, it, like... It messes you up a little because your uh, emotional development and your academic level are not matched. It's okay in university, maybe, depending. But gonna be honest, it's usually other things that uh, screw up the people who skip grades in younger grades. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. 
um, just because I've seen, you know, people who skipped into my grade and they didn't do well. But there's, um, there's people who skip into your grade and then there's people who, hmm, let's say are kept behind even though they should have been skipped. And that latter group is equally, uh, problematic. I mean, I think if you're like above your grade level, you should just go to a gifted school instead of skipping grades. Yeah, going to a gifted school, I think, is a bad idea for other reasons. Yeah. It's extremely complicated, and there's not really a good answer here. The point is, just just learn at a normal pace, or you'll be you'll be screwed. <laughs> it turns out that the world is built for the normal person, and if you're not a normal person, it kind of sucks. I was blessed because. I didn't get smart till later in life, so I just trucked my way along elementary school, doing reasonably well, and not kicking up a fuss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. That was not my experience, which is why I have very strong opinions on this that are very different than yours. Yeah. Um. Because <laughs> I really only saw the people who skipped into my grade, and I didn't skip any grades. Except the first year of university. But. Yeah. That's not really skipping. That's just not having to take certain classes. Anyways, moving on from hey, that. I got 30 um, credits. That's skipping. Anyway. Um, you know, kid is, uh, you know, trying to figure out Magic University. And uh, makes clubs. at least uh, a friend who is, like, essentially trying to teach them through, like, several years of magic classes all at once. Yeah, but, you know, if you're dedicated and smart, which our plucky hero slash heroine is, then you can do it. It's not that hard. You just gotta put more hours into it than your average kid would. But think about it. You actually have a lot of free time that you waste doing other things. Just use more effective learning strategies. Yeah. You know, adult learning. It's different. There's a whole body of literature on it. It's not that different. Well, I mean, it's more like you understand what you're trying to learn or something. I haven't actually looked into the literature for adult learning. I'm aware. Um, <laughs> it's not that different. It's just that we teach kids poorly. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but they, they learn so well that it's fine. <laughs> I don't think that that's fine, actually. I think that we should uh, make efforts to improve our schooling system at every okay. level. Don't say our schooling system as if the American school system isn't completely messed up, even more so than other school systems. I'm aware, uh, but unfortunately, when I say our, in this case, I'm referring to the English-speaking world. Oh. Well, that's not... You can't refer to it as a homogeneous school system. It's not homogeneous, but they're all bad. Okay, well... Just in different ways. Well, you know... Actually, in this specific case, what I'm talking about with the teaching methods, they're all bad in the same way, but... I would say it's not like the non-English school systems don't have issues. I'm absolutely uh, certain that that's the case, but unfortunately I don't speak those other languages and I haven't looked into those other schools to see what's wrong okay. with them. H have you heard of Asian societies being referred to as pressure cookers? <laughs> yeah, not great. 
Yeah, I'm aware. It's just got a series of different problems than the English yeah. ones that I can actually talk about with knowledge. Anyways, um, this is your opportunity to, you know, voice your... Write your own terrible yeah, school system. voice your ideas about how children slash young adults should be schooled. I really think that you should look into the literature on this stuff because it's fascinating. It's, you know, anything about the mind is fascinating, I think. It's a mysterious place. Um, I think that if you're a writer, it's got to be, right? It would be weird if you chose to be a writer and just did not give a damn about how people think. That It was like, why? Go make action movies. (laughs) (laughs) Go be a platonic writer where the only thing that matters is the plot. I mean, I guess you could be one of those people on Reddit who are like, I actually, like, really want to, like, do a screenplay, but I would know it'd be really expensive and hard to get it made into a movie. So, like... I think I'm just going to write a novel instead and then wait until someone discovers my genius and picks me up for a movie. <sighs> like, don't be one of those people. <laughs> Please don't. Those people hurt on every level. I mean, yeah. Both themselves and me. Yeah. Um, I don't know about other people. At any time you want to, you know, read about really unfortunate takes on writing, Reddit's the place for you. <laughs> I think there's a reason that I stay off of social media, and this just adds to that Does list. Reddit count as social media? Uh, yes. But, like, people aren't trying to, like, make themselves more popular, are they? They definitely are. Oh. I don't think the way I engage with social media is the way that other people engage with social media. <laughs> well, I mean, the way that you engage with social media depends on the platform as well. Yeah. But I don't think the way I engage... Reddit's form of more popular is different than, like, Twitter's form of more popular, for example. Yeah, but I don't think I engage with any form of social media the way that most people engage with that form of social media. <laughs> mm. Anyways, um, that's not what we're trying to write a story about. Unless there's magic social media. There probably is. <laughs> oh no. There probably oh, no. is. There definitely is. It's super interesting uh, in the way that they sort of, like, send messages and, like, bounce them off of things. And, like, sometimes it's encoded very lightly so that you have to do some magic to get into it. If you can't, in order to wipe a message that somebody left on that wall or whatever, then you're considered kind of, like, a noob. (laughs) And magic social media is very important because it allows people who didn't go to the same magic school to connect and possibly you know join up later well i would make this this academy uh worldwide and just make there not be that many people who have (laughs) magic to begin with you're saying they send all of the magical children in the world to one school i mean if you can have a population of like three to four thousand a year then you would need a really big campus but you would be able to do it okay I mean, I guess if they can teleport, it's fine. Exactly. Well, I mean, you know, you need a circle and at least two different kinds of magic to teleport. But, like, that's not hard. Okay. There's space magic. Well, not space magic. I would make it so that it wasn't, like, space magic alone that could do it. You would have to have, like, space and movement magic. But, like, you know, space magic, they would, like, call it something more like an element. I mean, more like a traditional magic element like hmm i see uh maybe just earth be like wait earth just go with it it's earth (laughs) look it was named back like 
in the 1000s and we haven't changed it since then <laughs> even though our understanding is updated yeah it's it's not about dirt it's about space but it's called earth okay just just go with it it's about space and gravity but <laughs> it was called earth originally okay i am a huge etymology nerd so like making up a convoluted etymology for magical stuff fills me with delight <laughs> 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 I do find it entertaining. I'm more of a uh, language nerd in the sense of like creating as opposed to just examining the ones that already exist, but you know, it's it's fine. Um yeah. Okay. All the children in the world go to one school. Like, you know, you got to give them the best chance to find the best covid. It's just how yeah. that works. And, and you got to get married and have kids, you know, with the bloodline. Isn't that too small? Isn't that going to be inbreeding? I feel like there's going to be inbreeding. 3,000 a year? No. There might be sort of quote-unquote inbreeding, but, like, genetic diversity isn't actually being a problem at that scale. Because three to 4,000 a year is... I would have to do the math on it, but that's still a really significant population, way past the point where you could have the entire genetic diversity of the human species. I mean, they probably gotta be careful. What country has that app that, like, makes sure that you're not accidentally dating a cousin or something? I don't know. I think it's Iceland. I apologize if I got the country wrong. It would make sense. Email us if I got the country wrong. But, yeah, there's a country where everyone just, like, goes on this app and just, like, double checks that they're not related before they go on a date. Yeah, or at least you're related far back enough that yeah, no one matters. Yeah, it's fine if we're third cousins, but you know, second is a bit... There's a statistically significant increased chance of birth defects, so there's probably an app like that. I think that 3,000 a year is bigger than Iceland's. I would have to do that. Let's not guess at this. And, you know, it really depends on the original diversity of the breeding stock, if you know what I mean. I would just make that the entirety of the world because otherwise you get into um, are racists writing this or is it somebody who actually understands what a client is? Okay, but like, is magic a spontaneous mutation? Because then there would have to be a founder population. I would say that it was a spontaneous mutation, but it happened before the spreading of the clients. So it's just sort of been around the then whole time. Then why is it such a low frequency in the population of the world? Because it was low frequency. I don't want to explain that. You can't just not explain that. You can't just take bits and pieces of evolution and, like, screw off with the others. <laughs> uh, my answer to that is it was low frequency because they were pretty likely to die. And maybe if you don't have a circle, it makes you die Okay, maybe people need, need circles. Maybe if you're not in a circle. You know, if you want to use actual evolution, maybe originally, like, unless you are specifically, like, brought into the magic somehow, uh, before you find enough people to make a circle, you don't really have access to that much magic, and you're more likely to die because your magic will, like, consume part of your life force or whatever. So, I mean, it's still around, but it was essentially a disease until people started figuring out what uh, was actually up with okay. that. Okay. So, like, if you're not in a circle by the time you're 30, you become sick. And if you're not in a circle by the time you're 40, you die. Okay. Sure. 
And then, you know, there were the witch hunts. So, that kind of... That didn't help. Okay, it used to be way more common. But, uh, yeah. There were issues. (laughs) A lot of issues. You get to come up with a whole fake past. (laughs) Also, probably, you know... Convergent evolution and the a similar mutation arose in separate populations throughout time. Okay. Yeah, and you know the reason they're secret now is because magic isn't great at stopping bullets. I mean, you know, if they're ready for it and have the spell activated, but it's not that great, at, you know. And are stationary. At- you know, it's really good if you want to be present a stationary target and not move. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, Which, if the Colvins together... Getting shot with bullets, that's not a great combination. No, no, no. If, if the Colvins, like, all together and they got their defensive circle ready, you can shoot at it all day. But it takes a couple minutes to, you know, set up, so... <laughs> you know. <laughs> Secrecy really is the best solution here. <laughs> I mean, not that they can't use guns. They could. They definitely use guns. They definitely are human in the sense that they could fire a, a gun... Um, yeah. Ooh, okay, let's do a future one where people, like, actually mix magic and modern technology. But not, like, magitech. Like, just magic and tech. Okay, we'll do that next episode. Mm, I see. Let me write that down before <laughs> next I episode. Forget. We got the idea. <laughs> um, although, interestingly, I think that this world sort of lends itself to, you know, just, like, a basic sort of political-ish story that's being told where somebody figures out their place in the world while simultaneously figuring out uh, what's up with everybody else and then eventually, you know, probably joins the same circle as their friend does. Yay! And then we can move on to, you know, whatever end-of-the-world scenario we want to cook up for our finale. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know... There's also been a secret society of crazy witch hunters for the same amount of time that witches have existed because, you know, crazies. Yeah, and they found the academy and that's what they need to prevent from going really, really wrong. Yeah. And their specialized coven is the only one that really stands a chance at stopping them. Maybe their coven's the only one that does effectively uh, block bullets from a crazy person who pops up and just starts murdering people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do have somebody who was raised in the mundane world, so was like, so how do we stop bullets? And everybody else is like, uh, didn't think about that. Uh, It's like, who uses... How do we stop bullets? Yeah, everyone else is like, huh. Who even uses bullets? And then they're like, you know, everyone who's not a witch? And they're like... What I would think would be funny is if we make them a bunch of, like, magic nerds. So they're like, huh, who even uses bullets? But you know, that's an interesting problem. <laughs> okay. So, main character falls in with the crazy experimenters of the academy. It's like, it's not about the practical application. It's about, can we? <laughs> 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 look, 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 look. We're, we're getting much too busy here asking, should we? When we could be asking, can we? And if the answer is yes, then the answer to should we is also yes. <laughs> Maybe not always should we also yes, but should we figure out how to is always yes. <laughs> okay. Like, they don't always cast the spells that they come up with, but they always come up with the spell. Maybe they even, like, recruit the new person because they're like, so 
you know, everyone in like your subtype of magic really only likes to focus on like this one aspect that like people find really profitable. But we're looking for someone who's got, you know, a little more flexibility because we like our experimentation. And then there the main character like, so you just want me to be like a well-rounded magician and work hard in school? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> that sounds really kind of ideal, actually. Um, because honestly, they're never going to catch up to the hyper-specialists because they didn't start learning till they're, what, 16? So they exactly. got no choice but to be a generalist anyways. So it, it all works out. Everyone's happy. Well, they count as a specialist uh, according to if everybody else is a specialist and you're a generalist, then you are the specialist in everything that's not. Sure, sure, we can we can call it that. Uh, and then, you know, our group of misfits becomes the heroes who saves the day. Woo. Nobody was really expecting anything else, but, you know, that's fine. And friendship and teamwork. <laughs> Exactly! It's it's a setting that lends itself perfectly you to know, that. You know, and, and triumphing over um, hatred and violence and, you know, all of those really generic <laughs> messages that nonetheless, you know, are nice to have. <laughs> Triumph over hatred is a lot more complicated than anybody likes to talk about. Well, yeah, I mean, real triumph over hatred. Happy ending triumph over hatred. Not not exactly complicated. I'm not sure that there's an ending to triumph over hatred, at least in the real world. Yeah. It's more of a temporary it's thing. It's kind of cyclical, but you know, what you gonna do? You know what? With that uh, inspiring message, we should probably wrap okay. up. Okay, so uh, if you like this story, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com, preferably after you've written it. Exactly. If you uh, want to be on our show, we have a guest at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh, we would appreciate it if you would like and rate and subscribe as your podcast platform allows and recommend us to your friends. Friends, people who you just think would be interested in, in it, uh, basically acquaintances, that's okay. And We're not really concerned about who. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening.